Welcome to Tax Case Files, a podcast where we dive deep into tax cases from high-profile individuals. I'm your host, Rachel. In this week's episode, we will look into Leona Helmsley's tax case. First, though, let me introduce our case experts, Caitlin and Rich. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I'm so excited to discuss Leona's case because she's a very interesting lady. Hi, everyone. I'm Rich. Can't wait to tell you the details about Leona's case and why she truly is the queen of mean. So first, I'm going to start out by just giving you some background information. So queen of mean Leona Helmsley was an American businesswoman best known for her awful personality and tyrannical behavior. She was born Lena Mindy Rosenthal to Polish Jewish immigrants just north of New York City. Her family relocated to Brooklyn when she was a little girl, and she ended up dropping out of high school to start her career and build her fortune. Someone who couldn't quite figure out who she was, she changed her name several times in a brief period, from Lee Roberts, Mindy Roberts, to Lenny Roberts, eventually settling on Leona Mindy Roberts. After brief periods in various jobs, such as one in a sewing factory, she started at a New York real estate firm and quickly worked her way up to vice president due to her high volume of sales. After two husbands and subsequent divorces, she became involved with the then married real estate entrepreneur, Harry Helmsley. In the midst of her affair, she was sued by several tenants of an apartment that she managed for forcing them to purchase condominiums. The case was settled shortly after getting married to Harry with the tenants winning and her real estate license being suspended. Leona switched gears to focus on her new husband's growing hotel empire. By the late 80s, she controlled over 20 hotels in their portfolio. She dubbed herself the queen of her empire who wanted nothing but the best for all of her guests. This might've been true, but only because her guests brought her one thing, money. She was a selfish and greedy woman And as her employees didn't bring her money, they had no such protection. We've all had those bosses or managers that prove difficult to work for, but Mrs. Helmsley seemed to be not just difficult, but more like a nightmare. She would fire employees at the drop of a hat over one mistake and was known to shout and berate her employees in front of others. During her trial, a former housekeeper testified that she overheard Mrs. Helmsley say, we don't pay taxes, only little people pay taxes. Those words followed Leona Helmsley for the rest of her life. Too often do the country's wealthiest try to cheat the system and avoid paying taxes. Leona Helmsley and her husband weren't the first, and they certainly won't be the last. I'm going to let Caitlin get into more detail about their business structures and the activities they were involved in next. Thanks, Rachel. Um, I'm going to set the stage of Harry and Leona's business activities and how they found themselves in court. Harry and Leona Hemsley owned a large complex network of real estate, hotel, and insurance businesses. The structure of the network put Mr. Helmsley as the president and sole shareholder of Helmsley Enterprises, Inc. This was a holding company for various subsidiaries, one of which being Helmsley Hotels. Mrs. Helmsley was the president of Helmsley Hotels, which operated several New York City hotels. They also held multiple controlling interests in other entities that mainly owned individual hotels, apartments, and office properties. Deco was another subsidiary of Helmsley Enterprises, Inc., and was the main purchasing agent for the entire network of Helmsley businesses. 
And as you will hear later, Deco was the main conduit for the fraud that Mr. and Mrs. Helmsley com committed regarding their expenses from their mansion. The Helmsleys primarily lived in an apartment that overlooks Central Park. They had purchased a mansion called Dunnellan Hall and quickly began renovations on this 21 bedroom estate, which was located on 26 acres in Greenwich, Connecticut. This was a personal real estate investment used for personal enjoyment. The renovations that were undertaken at Dunnellan Hall that are pertinent in the case of this tax evasion was a $2 million addition to enclose one of the swimming pools, which also created a rooftop dance floor. Art pieces made from jade that cost approximately $500,000. An entire stereo system that was worth $100,000, plus extensive gardening and landscaping work. Next, Rich is going to explain how the fraud was committed. Thanks, Caitlin. From 1983 to 1985, the Helmsleys charged personal expenses to various Helmsley businesses. They worked in collaboration with senior VP and CFO of Helmsley Enterprises, Joseph V. Licari, and VP and Chief of Financial Services for Helmsley Hotels, Frank J. Turco. By having the businesses carry the personal expenses, the Helmsleys had two illegal tax benefits. First, they avoided paying personal income taxes because the businesses were distributing less income than what was accurate. Therefore, the Helmsleys were underreporting business income on their individual returns. Second, the business returns filed by the Helmsleys were reflecting artificial business expenses that decreased business income. The two other Helmsley employees worked in collaboration with them to create phony invoices and also kept careful records that were provided to Mrs. Hem Helmsley on a monthly basis. The scheme used was via a related entity. As mentioned earlier, Deco was the primary purchasing agent for personal expenses. Deco's outside accountants discovered the irregularities, so the Helmsleys decided to spread the purchases out across the other businesses in an effort to bury further evidence. This all came to light because the Helmsleys were refusing to pay the renovation bills from the contractors. They claimed that they were unhappy with the quality of the renovations and, therefore, did not want to pay the contractors. They were subsequently sued, and it was revealed that the renovation expenses to their personal home were being run through their hotels as business expenses. The contractors had several falsified invoices that were revealed as proof that the Helmsleys were trying to avoid tax liabilities. These lawsuits caught the attention of the IRS. Now, Caitlin, what was the extent of the fraud? So the Helmsleys understated their taxable income on their joint personal federal income tax returns by about $245,000 in 1983 and then in 1984 and 1985, it was almost $1.2 million in each of those years. This resulted in income tax deficiencies of approximately $50,000 in 1983, and then close to $600,000 in both 1984 and 1985. Rich, so what was the result of the case? The trial was continually pushed back due to Harry's health as he suffered a series of heart attacks and strokes. Ultimately, 
He was deemed physically and mentally unfit to stand trial. Leona was convicted of one count of conspiracy, three counts of tax evasion, three counts of filing false personal tax returns, 16 counts of assisting in the filing of false corporate and partnership tax returns, and finally, 10 counts of mail fraud. She was sentenced to four years in prison with three years of probation following her release, required to pay over $7 million in fines and restitution of almost $2 million. However, she only served 21 months and was ordered to perform community service instead. Just to add to her queen of mean persona, she allegedly had some of her employees do it for her. Now, there were two ways that they could have avoided fraud. First, had the mansion been a business property and they rented it out, they could have deducted the expenses associated with the cost of renovations under two different IRC code sections. The first is IRC section 162, which allows deductions for expenses in the current year for carrying out a trade or business. Items such as the lawn maintenance would have been allowed under section 162. Under IRC section 263, they would have had to capitalize most of the renovations as they were more like depreciable long-lived assets. And then the second method, obviously they could have just not deducted the amounts paid for the various ver renovations since this, these are not deductible in any form on an individual tax return. And that's the history of this case and is why Leona Helmsley was found guilty of tax evasion. Seems like the Queen of Bean and her husband got a little too greedy. It's incredible to think that they could have continued to get away with this if they would have just paid their contractors, since they're the ones that sued them, which caught the attention of the IRS. Makes you wonder how much longer they could have continued their fraudulent activities. Thank you to Rich and Caitlin for providing their expertise, and thank you all for listening, and be sure to join us next time as we take a look at another popular tax case in our history.